Time for this week's edition of the Source Weekly Update. Hot off the press and into your ear. Every week, found wherever you get audio. And now let's take a look at some of the highlights from this week's Source Weekly, Volume 25, Issue 48, dated November 28th. From our outside section, giving thanks for what the land provides. Local indigenous farmer is part of a growing nationwide movement to restore native foodways and a connection to the land by Nicole Vulcan. This Thanksgiving, while many Americans are fussing over turkeys and emptying cans of cranberry sauce onto plates, Spring Olson will be cooking up a meal of pheasant stuffed with sweet grass, topped with bison cedar gravy, and served with sides of green beans and wild rice. If that seems like a far cry from the traditional Thanksgiving dinners coming out of modern American kitchens, it's because it is. It also represents a movement to restore native foodways for indigenous people, a movement that's gotten some massive exposure by way of a breakthrough cookbook published in 2017, The Sous Chef. The winner of 2018's James Beard Award for Best Cookbook has become a rising star in a movement that goes beyond just knowing where one's food comes from. In The Sous Chef's Indigenous Kitchen, Oglala Lakota chef Sean Sherman and co-author Beth Thule build recipes filled with ingredients endemic to North America as part of an effort to revitalize Native American cuisine and to reclaim an important culinary culture long buried and often inaccessible. Things like smoked trout and white bean spread, served with wild rice cakes, are in the book. Things like fry bread, historically made by indigenous people forced to live on reservation rations of lard, flour, and salt, are not. A Central Oregon Indigenous Food Effort in Central Oregon, locals can also find an indigenous food champion working away at her six-acre farm in Tumalo. Olson is a passionate advocate for helping indigenous people reconnect to the bounty of the land around them. Olson grew up in the coastal town of Valdez, Alaska, the daughter of a chief in the the daughter of a chief in the Kingikmuit tribe. There, she says, native people were reliant on foods from the sea and on foraging and gathering. For Olson, the notion of reserving one day, Thanksgiving, to give thanks is odd. Native people, she said, gave thanks every day for the bounty the land and waters provide. Today, she combines her familial knowledge and her background in natural resource management with traditional farming techniques at her farm, where she grows veggies, flowers, and herbs to supply her business, Sakari Botanicals. Since buying the land in 2018, Olson secured a tribal loan to build a greenhouse on her property. She now grows around 130 varieties of plants, half of which are native foods. Olson also grows and stores seed for the Central Oregon Seed Exchange and keeps a special seed stash just for sharing with indigenous people. Both seed projects are aimed at providing people with more access to healthy local foods. Last year, she won a National U.S. Department of Agriculture Women's Farming Award, the first female tribal farm owner in Oregon to do so. For indigenous people, Olson's Seed Bank is part of her commitment, along with the chefs mentioned above, to bringing back native foodways. There's a few token words that are going around the tribal community. You might have read about with Sean Sherman and the James Beard Award. It's decolonization of our food and the pre-colonial food movement, Olson said. It's to get back the power that we used to have of our traditional ways. So that's a cool thing to bring up about Thanksgiving is that this menu, Olson's special Thanksgiving Day menu, is pretty sweet. From our Shop Local feature, paying homage to Shop Local Saturday, happening this week. Local retailers found online. 
As online retail sales grow, local store owners use web stores to find new customers and curate unique experiences. By Nicole Vulcan. It's no secret that online shopping is gaining in popularity for Americans who want to save time shopping for everything from groceries to gifts. According to Internet Retailer, people bought $517 billion worth of retail goods online in 2018, up from $390 billion in 2016. In 2018, that accounted for 14.3% of total retail sales, which factors out things not normally bought online, such as gas or food in restaurants. Ten years ago, e-commerce accounted for just 5.1% of sales. And while sites such as Amazon are some customers' go-tos, that's not exactly the golden path to shopping local. For local retailers, e-commerce sites that allow them to sell what they offer in their stores are an increasingly popular way to serve those customers who would rather shop while sitting by a warm fire at home. Here's how some local retailers use their websites to drive more sales. As a small business, we cannot compete with Amazon, said Mandy Butera, owner of Ren & Wild, a clean beauty boutique in downtown Bend, with a full e-commerce website that mirrors the store. We chose to focus on what works for us, for example, offering outstanding service, special promotions, including free shipping on products, special deluxe sampling, unique brands not found on Amazon, FaceTime consultations, social media giveaways, and more. Butera told the source that she does a healthy business in online sales, mostly from out-of-towners who visited the store and continue to be clients. We're also, first and foremost, a clean beauty retailer, and we monitor our stock very carefully. We would never sell a product that is past expiration. I'm not sure you can get that level of trust or service on Amazon, Butera said. At Root Adorned, a store offering artisan home goods in Ben's Northwest Crossing neighborhood, owner Erin Hassler said about 10% of her total sales happen online. She offers the majority of the store's lines on the website, besides items such as plants, which they can't ship. For both retailers, having the online presence helps them gain customers they wouldn't otherwise see. We ship quite a bit to L.A., New York, and Seattle, Hassler said. Our Central Oregon customers love coming into the shop to get the full experience and to get first dibs on new items that may not have hit the website yet. Both retailers have also opted not to offer their products on Amazon, preferring to use their own sites to market their goods. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of the Source Weekly Podcast. Be sure to pick up your free copy of the Source Weekly wherever you find yourself in Central Oregon or log on to our website, bensource.com. Thanks for listening. I'm Sam Scholl.